Welcome to Hey Have You Read This, the weekly podcast where we discuss the latest books from the best writers. You're joined by literary publicist Madeline Ryan, hello, and writer and author Hayley Spark. Hello. Today we're diving into The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Just some trigger warnings before we begin. This book does touch on death of a loved one, suicide, unhealthy dieting, underage sex with an adult, abortion, miscarriage, physical abuse, and some homophobic slurs. Aging and reclusive Hollywood movie icon Evelyn Hugo is finally ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. But when she chooses unknown magazine reporter Monique Grant for the job, no one is more astounded than Monique herself. Why her? Why now? Monique is not exactly on top of the world. Her husband has left her and her professional life is going nowhere. Regardless of why Evelyn has selected her to write her biography, Monique is determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career. Summoned to Evelyn's luxurious apartment, Monique listens in fascination as the actress tells her story. From making her way to Los Angeles in the 1950s to her decision to leave show business in the 80s. And of course, the seven husbands along the way. Evelyn unspools a tale of ruthless ambition, unexpected friendship, and a great forbidden love. Monique begins to feel a very real connection to the legendary star, but as Evelyn's story nears its conclusion, it becomes clear that her life intersects with Monique's own in a tragic and irreversible way. So, Haley. Have you read this? Yes, I have read this. And I want to say, as much as this book explores quite heavy and complicated themes, Taylor writes it in a way that is really delicate in its approach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with like obviously domestic violence that happens in it, it's this is a huge trigger, but it's it's not written in a way that's um she doesn't stay with this person. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like she, she ends up yes. being okay, yes. I would say. Well, not, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. obviously repercussions from that. But um, I would say, like, it's not a dark book. Because no, of those it's not themes. Dark. No. Um, it's just that in order to explain her story, she has to um, discuss some of those things that has happened to her yeah. along the way. Yeah. I want to ask you as well, do you think that this is loosely based on... Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so I, yeah, I love that um, Taylor Jenkins Reid often will you, like take inspiration from a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Daisy Jones and the Six with Fleetwood Mac. Um, and I know that she says that obviously like it's not based on real events. I think it's quite normal for a writer to take, you know, take reality and turn it into fiction. Like, Margaret Atwood says this with The Handmaid's Tale. She's like, I didn't make it up. This, this happened to women. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely. like with my book, not to talk about myself, but like... With, with go my, on, give it with, a plug. Go on. <laughs> with my book that I'm writing, a lot of the stuff that happens to the women in that book is awful, but that happened to women in the 16th century when the witch trials were happening. So like, I didn't yeah. make it up. I just took what already happened to women. And it's the yes. same with... Taylor Jenkins with a lot of these themes in the book is like this really happened to people in Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of truth behind yeah. what's happening, and yeah. especially um, 
in that era, you know, like the golden era of Hollywood. Yes, that um, Yeah, there were yeah. definitely going to be a lot of secrets. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people yeah. had similar stories like this. Well, you think about the big icons like Elizabeth Taylor, Marilyn Monroe comes to mind. Yeah. You know, that really like glamorous, everyone wanted to be these women. Um, yeah. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. You know, and they had not scandalous lives. I think um, Marilyn Monroe was very, you know, a sex symbol mm. but they were made to have scandalous they were made exactly the media they yeah can. yeah exactly mm. so i Haley read this book um a few months ago whereas i read this book uh, probably over a year ago yeah um so i had to refresh myself yeah and as i was reading like i i like to go to goodreads and look at what pe- other people have said about it um and see if they've picked up on things that i haven't picked up on they thought something different than i did um, and one of the most interesting things that I read about um, was how similar this book reads like a movie. And I found that really interesting. Okay. Anguri Rice, who's an Australian actress, she's also very big on um, Goodreads, um, she said that she felt like um, you had all the information you needed and you didn't, um, you know, like if it was to be adapted into a film, they wouldn't have to cut out much. They would probably leave everything I, in. I agree. You're yeah. not given too much detail about yeah. people's character. You're given enough detail. But, you know, it's not a massive book. No. Um, and I would say that it's it's not so much about the plot as it is about the characters in the book. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's written in a way that she is reflecting on her life as like a seventy-nine-year-old yes. woman. And I do, I do have to say that I liked how the plot is um, almost like an expose esque mm-hmm. glimpse into yes. Hollywood in that time. Yes, it's very much written like um, yeah, yeah, like an expose. Yeah, I like that she did that. But I totally agree. It's very much about those characters. I think as well that we obviously only get um, Evelyn's perspective because her husbands have since you know passed, mm. so we're only getting her perspective. And so I wonder if she some could have embellished the truth sometimes, or bent certain things. Um, it's written in that way that made me question how much she, truth she was telling. Do yeah, you know I mean? a little bit of like a um, unreliable narrator kind yeah. of, you know, idea coming into play where you do wonder. Because her life is so scandalous and you wonder whether the media has betrayed it in that way or whether she, because she was so heavily involved in the Hollywood thing, thing, scene mm. and she was such a world-class actress, whether that was just the lifestyle that she was in. And, yeah. you know, she couldn't, there were certain things she couldn't do. Like she was, she married for her own career. People married her for their own career, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I do like, um, I... Oh, she just kept getting married. <laughs> she did, yeah, yes. Like, yeah. Stop getting Seven married. times. <laughs> Stop getting married. It was one enough. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I, a funny thing that I noticed was that I, it didn't feel repetitive at all. No, no, no. You know, even though she's, she's getting married. Sometimes she's married for a little while. Sometimes she's married for, you know, a very small period of time. Yeah. Sometimes it's a good marriage. Sometimes there's little red flags. Yeah. Sometimes there's really bad red yeah, flags. Yeah, really big ones. You know, um, yeah, domestic violence. Yeah. Um, but you never, you know, it's never the same. Yeah. Um, and yet sometimes she's, you know, she's the one who's taking something out of that relationship. She's yeah. doing it for her own benefit. Exactly. But then other times somebody is using her because she's yeah. Evelyn Hugo. She's this icon. Yeah. Um, like before we talked about, before we started the podcast, we talked about like platonic relationships and how yes. some of them were 
obviously quite that's, platonic. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, there are platonic relationships. Um, yeah. yeah. Just I, married for the sake of yeah. being famous. Yes. Know, which married happens. for... Possibly married for like equally mutual benefits. Yeah, which happens in Hollywood all the yeah. time. Um, I do have to mention, I really liked how, um, you know, speaking of how it is from Evelyn's perspective, mm. I liked how complex she were she was as a human. Um, and I also, I really liked how she was able to be like seductive, manipulative. She's an actress. And... <laughs> And endearing, like she yeah. was all of those things, but you never hated her for anything. No, she you, was, yeah, like I understood why. Yeah, yeah, you understood why she was a product of um, Hollywood. Hollywood, she was a product of Hollywood. Yeah, yes. Do you think um, her mother had an influence on the way she was as well, like rebelling against her mother because she wanted her to be this shy, you know, not shy, but didn't want her to get in trouble? Do you know what I mean? And, like, she wanted to rebel against her family, in a way. Absolutely, yeah. I think um, she wanted to um, go break away. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to go against the grain. She I wanted agree. to break away from that family. She always knew she would be bigger than yeah. her family. I yeah. Think. But then she obviously realises the cost of fame. I know. I know. Yeah. I think she had really kind of blinders on with that, with mm. the truth of what it's like to be famous. Like, obviously, she wanted to be an actress, and that was, like, a dream. But yeah. then all of this other BS happened in the background with her love life and mm-hmm. scandals and um, and that's typical Hollywood, you know, we hear about that all the time and yeah. reporters and everything. Yeah, and her having to manipulate the media. Yeah, um, yeah. very much so, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, especially as like uh, we see her like aging in Hollywood and how she realises that yes. things change for women over a certain yes. age yep. and she needs to like, it's very very strategic and yep. calculated everything that she does we are obsessed with youth as well like especially hollywood yes. and i i really that female youth yeah that really broke broke my heart a bit because i mm. think as women we all go through that where we're you know like the girl is romanticized the woman isn't like yes. men are still attractive boys are still attractive mm-hmm. but women who are aging are not attractive like no. your wrinkles it's like she doesn't take care of herself they're not desirable yeah it reminds me of um what taylor swift you know has said like you know when you turn 30 you're just thrown into this elephant graveyard (laughs) yeah and And you really have to like break out of that yeah like i think of um you know her struggle in that of like aging and then reflecting on other people in hollywood and how they've spoken about it before as well Mm. you know with these actresses saying like we don't get roles sometimes yeah always cast as Young, they're, and they're only ever cast as like the mum. Yeah, they get cast as the mum. They're always <laughs> right. The because yeah, what else would a middle-aged woman be doing? No, you're just a mum. Being a mum. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I liked that that was included, and like that brings it back to the fact that there's re- there's all these really powerful themes in yeah. this book, but it doesn't feel like it's this heavy, intense book. It just feels like you're along for the journey. I think because it, why it doesn't feel heavy for me is because it's not while there are triggering themes it's not focused solely on those mm-hmm. themes like mm-hmm. i wouldn't label this as a domestic violence book no, because no. there's it's a small proportion yes and it's, it's the same with, yeah and it's the same with death and you know there's obviously um cancer as well which is can be a really mm-hmm. touchy subject for some people yeah and that's this it's a reflection on life like we all experience death and we all experience mm-hmm. illness yeah um but it's not the sole focus of the book 
and it it sort of aids in helping us to understand how she became the woman that she yeah. is yes um, exactly you know reflecting on this life yeah a lot of pain we also get some pretty juicy plot twists that happen some that we're aware of from no the get go no spoilers <laughs> some that we're aware of from the get go aka why did Evelyn pick Monique Grant mm. to write this memoir down um Others that we don't see along the way. Yeah. Um, others that help us realise why they are connected. Yeah. Um, I would say that you could guess most of them as you're reading. Yeah, yeah. I did think that, yeah, a few of them you kind of saw them coming. You kind of saw them coming, yeah. Um, but some of them I didn't. And no. I, I, I really liked the plot twists. I yeah. was like, it's one of those books um, that I got to the last few pages and I was like gasping. Yes. Oh there was my a God. revelation. There's yes. a lot of revelations. <laughs> it all comes together exactly yeah, all yes. pieces together yeah um and i love a book like that i know i know so yeah it's my favorite kinds of books that just have all these breadcrumbs throughout yeah. and then it all comes together and you're like <gasps> you're like <gasps> it's like when the armies come together at the end <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i want to ask you maddie what did you give this as a star rating oh so i gave this a five yes same. Yeah, yeah, I really loved it. Yes. Um, writing I, was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, the writing was beautiful. She's yeah, she's beautiful. Um, at yeah, crafting really great poetic sentences. You said this about Daisy Jones as well. Yeah, Which yeah, is, like similar. It's yeah. it's honestly she. It's just an easy read. Every yeah. book you pick up of hers is an easy read. Yeah, like you'll shoot through it mm. i've said it before i'm not the fastest reader mm. but i read this one in a day or two who would you recommend this book to oh i i, I would recommend it to anyone who enjoys like general fiction yes doesn't need to same. be specific yeah um i think bonus points if you love like a historical fiction or a historical romance fiction. Uh, yeah, i would say historical romance. um yeah. lovers of historical romance for sure yeah bonus points but yeah. i think anyone who you know, because I, I don't particularly love a historical romance. No. I think a lot of the time they're very sad. It surprised me because it's not a genre I read. It's not a genre that I gravitate yeah. towards ever. And yes. so for me to give it five stars was, you know, mm. different. I also think when you think of a historical romance, I don't know if you feel the same, but I always think of like World War Two. Oh, yeah. Or like 100%. a world war based yeah. on wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's always quite like depressing to yeah. me. Yeah, and I actually would, just on that as well, most people, I guess from my research that read that genre are older like adult i would say yes. like this is not a young adult book i wouldn't no. class it as, as such no. however you could still read it like i think in a way this could be appropriate this would be a really appropriate book for um like a year 12 study mm. thing you know what mm. i mean like you yeah. know how they make you read shakespeare and stuff yes <laughs> yes like i think it would be a good book um for that thing because it has such massive themes in it that people can really dive into yeah and you know high school students and they are are obsessed with celebrity culture that kind of thing in this day and age i think it yeah it would be very appropriate yeah yeah were there any uh quotes that you like you felt particularly stood out to you while reading this book you know what to be honest um the whole book explored really deep themes and i think that was the main the main takeaway for me rather than quotes um but one quote 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 <laughs> one quote, quote, quote is that a word quote, quote, quote. <laughs> um one quote 
that stood out for me was heartbreak is loss, divorce is a piece of paper. Yes. Which I think is very fitting. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's very relevant to her ideology on marriage. Yes. Um, yeah, the fact that like a heartbreak doesn't necessarily come with divorce. Divorce can be a tool that you yeah. use to climb a ladder or, you know, serve some purpose. But heartbreak can come from a million other things. I think it's... Um, I think it's funny how the media seem to um, be, like in the book, the media seem to be very obsessed with, you know, um, her husbands and yeah. their relationships. However, she, like all along, there were bigger things going on behind the scene. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of the marriages were masking something bigger. Um, and, you know, I think that's why that quote really stands out for me. Heartbreak is lost. Absolutely. Divorce is a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the media totally looked at the wrong things absolutely but the media does that now the media's yeah, always obsessed that. with one thing yeah you know, we don't have an insight into people's lives like we don't yeah. know like someone getting divorced in hollywood yeah. could be suffering from massive heartbreak mm. you know t- people talk about it all the time with like depression and everything like how could you be depressed if you have all this fame and money and it's like exactly. depression doesn't discriminate no it doesn't, it? Just, it doesn't just go away and get a real thing and a million in the bank no no exactly as much as i like to think it would yeah no um i so i think one of my favorite quotes um and i'm not going to give a lot away and i think you're not really going to anyone listening isn't really going to understand this quote okay um, I think you really need to read the book in order to get it. It is a very big, like, redemption moment. It's a moment where we see forgiveness between two people I know who <laughs> have been, like, torn apart. Um, but yeah, I just, I loved it. And as she was about to leave the microphone, she said, and to anyone tempted to kiss the TV tonight, please don't chip your tooth. <laughs> I love it. Like, to anyone, you know, like, out of context, people are just like, Mm-hmm. That means nothing to me. Yeah. But to someone who's read the book, that was a moment where I was like, oh, she remembers. She remembers. <laughs> and it's like an olive branch being. Yeah. Yes, anyway, I, I love that. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved it. We're, we're getting to a part, a new segment that we're thinking about yes. trying out called, hey, do you know this word? <laughs> Essentially, Haley and I both have a fascination with words. Um, a lot of the time when I'm reading a book, I come across words that I've never heard of before. Same. Um, and I used to just scan past them. You know, sometimes you don't necessarily know a word, but you can understand it in a sentence. It works. Yes. Um, but then I started writing them down and I wanted to look up the definitions of these words. Um, and so we thought in the books that we're reading, if there's a word um, that stands out to us that we don't quite understand um that we could come on and have this segment and we can you know teach everyone that word everyone else probably already <laughs> knows the word but we and don't. each other of course if you don't know the word if i don't know the word oh. we can teach each other the word oh i thought you said end each other and i was like we can also end each other <laughs> like <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> um so today's word that we're going to be um teaching you the definition of is demure and I'll use it in, um, I'll show you the quote that it comes from, okay, from the yes. book. A sentence. Yes. So, my mother raised me to be polite, to be demure. I have long operated under the idea that civility is subservience, but it hasn't gotten me very far, that type of kindness. The world respects people who think they should be running it. I Ooh. love, I love. love that end part. Yes. 
And it's very, it's very true to the story. You know, you can't be, you know, a lot of girls in that era were raised to be Absolutely. polite, reserved, shy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you Stay know, pretty, don't no say man anything. likes a loud woman kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but then she gets to Hollywood and she realizes you will get chewed up and spat out if you don't fight Absolutely. and if you don't stand up for things. Um, and yeah, if you like kill or be killed kind of, yeah. you know, kind of vibe. Um, so, I read that word and I was like, I kind of get how it works in the sentence, but I just don't really understand the meaning meaning of it. Yeah. So, what does it mean? According to the dictionary, <laughs> uh, demure means reserved, modest, and shy. And I find it very ironic that in brackets here it says, typically used of a woman. Yes. Hmm. Very much to do with the times of that <laughs> <Yes>. book. <laughs> very much is. Um, yeah, the example is a demure young lady. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I saw that word in one of the quotes and I thought that it's very fitting. Yeah. Um, I think as well, you've just triggered a memory yes. um, of that word has, or that meaning of that word with, associated with women is relevant to the book as well, because there's actually a lot of jealousy that goes on amongst women, you yeah. know, as well. And the idea of what a woman should be, like a woman should be controlled and there's so much control over her life. Like... Not just like in the marriages, but you know, the media, everything that everyone wants to have. And even she sometimes is conflicted with herself as well. Yeah, well, when you live your life calculating every step and trying to expect every outcome of Mm. every move you make, you know, that's going to get exhausting and you are going to have internal battles. Yeah. But it's really interesting to read about someone having to control every yeah. aspect of their life, yeah. hoping for a certain outcome. Yeah. But obviously with the media, it's done, you know, it doesn't always go the way she plans. I reckon that that word is still relevant today as well. I think there are still women out there who, well, not women, sorry, but like people out there who think that women shouldn't be outspoken, shouldn't mm. stand up for certain issues. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. I think that still happens a lot today. Yeah, like the book may be set in a different time, but there's still the relevant. themes are still very relevant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, like when I finished the book and also looking back on it now, I think the biggest takeaway that I got from this book um, is that life is too short. So why would you spend it pretending to be something yeah, you're not? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, to whatever extreme you mm. might take that kind of that sentence, but we are all guilty of you know um, trying to portray something that we think will be uh, successful or su- something. Yeah, yeah. Wild, wildly approved by other people. Like that's so true. Like you think about Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even just posting a picture, we are putting out an image of ourselves for approval. Yes, yeah. for approval from people, yeah. and we get that approval in the form of likes. And obviously, it's not the same as you know what you know this character Evelyn Hugo goes Similar, through. Um, but it's still something like yeah. life is short. Why are yeah. you pretending to be something you're not? Um, and you know, but like we should like life is short. You should be spending your time with people who are there, are present, and are willing and are worthy of your time. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, I think that's what I took away from it as well. But. More so on the celebrity culture of she, Evelyn was trapped in her world of should or her cage of should. 
Like I should be like this. I yes. should be with this man because he can provide this or this man should be with me so mm. I can help him or blah, mm. blah, blah. Mm. I should have this. I should have a child. I should not have a child. Yeah. All of these like ideas that mm-hmm. she thought that she should do rather than actually pursuing what she wanted and following her heart. Yeah. You know, she doesn't do that in the end. No. And there's not so much, like, I think one of the saddest things for me in life is when people look back on their life, on their, their, well, I say on their deathbed. I mean, like, when they're older and they look back at all the things that they didn't do. And I think there was a little bit of an element to that in the book. For context, Evelyn is, like, I I think she's, like, 79. Yeah, she's in her 70s. And, yeah, she's she's reflecting on her life, writing a memoir with a journalist. Um, Yes, it is very much, like, in my you know, my, the last years of my life, I want to, like, set the record straight. Absolutely. And I yeah. don't want to... I don't want to have to live my life. It's like this legacy almost that she wants to live, leave behind, in a way. Or yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. I also think it's a... I think it's, like, giving... Or getting rid of that control on her life. Yeah. Like, once it's all down on paper, that's it. She's yeah, she done. relinquishes control. She yeah. relinquishes... Yeah. Relinquishes. Relinquishes. <laughs> she relinquishes... Word of the week. Oh, my God. <laughs> She relinquishes control. Yeah, I think that's the overall... We both have a very similar takeaway in that way mm-hmm. of, of being living your life the way that you you want to rather than the way you think you should yes, live your life. the way other people are yeah. telling you you should. But I also think a lot of... What I took away from it as well is that life is so fluid and you could change and adapt very easily to your circumstances and you'd be yeah. very surprised at how strong you can be mm. in certain situations as well. Mm. And I think with Evelyn, like she showed real strength in a lot of times, oh, yeah. you know, and I think she even maybe probably surprised herself yes. in a couple of times. She could definitely be ruthless at times. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's her as a product of Hollywood. Absolutely. Kill yeah. or be killed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think it's safe to say we loved this book. Yeah, no, I gave it five stars and you gave it five yes. stars. Both yeah. five stars from us. Yeah. We loved it. We recommend it to anyone who likes yeah. general fiction. Um, Taylor Jenkins' read in general um, writes amazing books. Like, this is yes. the only one I've read of hers, but you've read Daisy Jones and The Six, yes. and you love that. And I, I bet we are going yeah. to be sitting down and having a chat about that book. Yeah, and yeah. Malibu Rising. And Malibu Rising as well yes. that she wrote. Yeah. Um, well, look, that's about all we have time for today. Um, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, if you did like what you heard, then please come back next week where we will be reviewing The Six of Crows yes, we're very by excited. Lee Bardugo. Yeah. It'll be very exciting. Very different to what we've read this week. Yes. Um, but yeah, nonetheless. And we'll also be discussing the Shadow and Bone TV series. On Netflix, yeah. On Netflix. Currently on Netflix. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see you then. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.